Hello and welcome to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9, your favorite local radio station. Um, I know it, you know it, we're all comfortable with it, and I think it's time we move on to the content of the show. Today on the Arts Report, we have uh, Peggy from the Taiwanese Film Festival of Vancouver, um, the Vancouver, uh, the UBC Literature Etc. Club has put together this film for the seventh year, this film festival, and so we're excited to talk a little bit about that. Uh, as well, we have Mikey Harker talking to Jesse Birch from the Western Front. He is a curator of properties at the Western Front. It is also their 40th anniversary and open house coming up next weekend on the 16th. And then we will end the show live in studio with the presenters of Art Waste, part of Music Waste that starts tomorrow. Um, and it, if you're not familiar with this series, uh, it is a group of local artists, a variety of artists from all over the city, um, submission-based series that is always something new and interesting. And we will get to that at the end of the show. First up, though, I have a couple of quick announcements um, also going on this week um, and recommended to us by a host of smart people in the student special, Tristan Coster. He recommends The Postcard Show Volume 2, which is happening uh, Friday, June 7th from 7 to 11th at the Aiden Gallery um, at the opening reception with music by Bikes. And then on Saturday, June 8th from 7 to 11, also at the Aiden Gallery, there's going to be some live painting um, with appearances by Lady Friend, Peter Reek from Humans, and music by Chapel Sound. Um, so um, it's a two-day art exhibit, uh, original works from over 80 contemporary artists on postcards. And it's a bit of one of those novelty-style shows um, where you're creating an accessible medium um, for people to enjoy. And there's going to be illustration, photography, textile work. Uh, if you want out what the postcard show.tumblr.com or follow them on Twitter um, at the postcard show. And uh, that is Paulina is a curator, so go say hi down at the postcard show this week. Uh, another show that uh, is coming up tomorrow is just Anthony Jesselnik at The Vogue. We've been promoting it um, we promoted a bit last week as well as this week, and we have one more set of tickets. So if y'all want to see some comedy at The Vogue tomorrow night, um, it says that he's most famous for his comedy central roast of Donald Trump um, and Charlie Sheen and Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. But don't hold that against him. He's also performed on Conan. So that's pretty good. And um, I actually really like Anthony Jeselnik. Um, he's a bit dark. He gets a bit dark live. So if you like a little bit of dark comedy. Ending in the names this evening. That's 604-822-24. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's let's keep it not mainstream. Let's, like, get a little bit interesting um for the seventh summer in a row the ubc literature etc um is presenting the vancouver taiwanese film festival or twif sponsored by the taipei economic and cultural office in vancouver and it's a three-day festival from the 14th to the 16th over at vif uh the vancouver international film center and the theme of this year is home and uh, there are a bunch of local filmmakers um, that are participating as well. So um, we have uh, in the studio one of the co-organizers, Peggy. Peggy, thank you so much for coming to the show. Hey, Megan. Thank you for having me. Um, could you tell me a little bit, let's start off with, um, tell us a little bit about uh, UBC Literature, etc. And um, what you guys do at UBC uh, so uh, our sh our club started out in 2002, and uh, we started out with a magazine. So a bunch of people that really wanted to make a magazine, and then it kind of expanded into photography, uh, fine arts, um, film, and music. So we actually have events every year uh, with uh, with uh, involving these five elements. Mm -hmm. Now, are you um, you you guys are presenting the the Vancouver Taiwanese Film Festival? Um, is your group mostly people who are Taiwanese and Chinese, or is it a is it cross cultural? Uh, it, it has been very uh, 
exclusively Taiwanese for uh, a while, but then actually these uh, few recent years, uh, we've opened up more multicultural to Chinese people. Yes. <laughs> We're going to get there someday, you guys. Um, that's really awesome. That's cool because it's nice to have a, a different literature, etc. So tell the Vancouver Taiwanese, it's in seventh year. Yes. Um, and um, tell me a little bit about what this year. It's been uh, the past six years. Years, like we've always brought Taiwanese movies to Vancouver. Vancouver in in this um, festival, other than being the whole city. So um, uh, after watching a bunch of films, uh, candidates this year uh, like pops up um, uh, a lot of films uh, that we picked. They're about home and different uh, different um, phases of incorporate the theme of home in our design by having uh, Vancouver and also um, Taiwan uh, like buildings and like just different like sceneries of both cities Canada, maybe there are other countries you can like identify a bunch of different places as home if yeah, you like yeah. like it's an interesting theme for for this city yeah I, I thought that this this theme would really resonate with um, actually most people in Vancouver because we're actually all from different places so, um, yeah, so I thought it's a very uh, good thing also uh, to connect with the, our side event this year uh, with the uh, inviting different directors of local directors to um, present their film in our f festival. So um, can you give us a few uh, of the local directors that are going to be here and tell us a little bit about their film? Um we have um, three local uh, amateur, well, they're like emerging uh, great filmmakers. Um, one of them is called, uh, uh, their names are Ryan Irwin, Bernie Yao, and Vincent Lin. And um, Ryan's film is a documentary uh, theater center in Vancouver. And is there any... Uh like being Asians, like a disadvantage, is mm -hmm. actually quite a leader to mm -hmm. write more stories and tell more stories of Asians mm -hmm. in. Makes sense. Uh, Vincent's film is a, a landscape film about um, his reflection of of the time. Actually, uh, the whole film is about his mood. Uh, he really kind of incorporates the Vancouver scenery about water. Uh, with music, it's like a really nice uh, uh, kind of mix um, of um, good film. So it has. I a would lot, say so it's more artistic and it's more atmospheric versus like a plot driven. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, which is uh, really uh, con like contrasting with Bernie's film. Mm -hmm. uh, Bernie's film is about uh, two people, and it has a little bit of a twist on it. And it has a really home-like feeling mm -hmm. um, because airports where people leave. Is there anything like, is there a, a type of film or a style um, that you would say um, Taiwan filmmakers do 
especially well. Like, Canadians are known for their documentaries, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of, like, moody hinterland, like, documentaries. Um, um, you know, a lot of, you know, South American film is really known for, like, surrealism. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you think is something that Taiwan can really, like, acclaim to fame for Taiwanese film? Uh, totally. I think Taiwanese films are really uh, good at... Um, artistic films and then especially uh, they they really cut down the lines mm-hmm. they really like work in the acting like just like a gaze you know just like look you know from the back they so really like focus subtlety. yeah really really focus on the subtlety of the acting of the whole mood Interesting. So if you if you're if you like films that are um, maybe a little more quiet but really have that like focus on character and, and acting and expression, then that then Taiwanese film is something you would recommend. Yeah, to totally. Yes. Cool. Um, well, is there anything else that you wanted to add um, about the um, either the local filmmakers or the festival in general? Um, I think the films this year. I really recommend all the films this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopefully. Oh, totally. <laughs> so we have documentary, which is the uh, Gold Grand Riders. I totally uh, recommend this film uh, to anyone because actually I, I've heard a lot of Caucasians that uh, watch this film are inspired to ride motorcycles in Taiwan. That is really funny and super specific. <laughs> yeah. And then there's just a bunch of like um, elders. Um, they're like 70s, 80s, 90s. And then they have a dream to pursue to you know, ride their motorcycle once more uh, around the um, whole, their home, basically, mm-hmm. their, the whole island. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, like, um, it's, it's a really different way of um, showing the film, like, it co- it goes from uh, the present and then goes backwards and then, and then to a memory and then and then th- and then uh like a issue will come up and then it'll be like why why did this happen so it goes flashback into the next memory that w- that explains why this thing happened so it's kind of like onion kind of like delayering into the core and then it goes back into the present so it's a really nice story. I would definitely recommend. Okay, great. So um, we were just talking about Go Grand Riders and My Dear Granny, among uh, other four award-winning pieces of Taiwanese cinema, including, um, can you pronounce that for me? Kehi Dupan? Yeah, uh, that's actually... Um, Happy m- Debbie? Yeah, that's actually uh, m- Indonesian. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this, this film is actually about... Uh, a uh, um, uh, lady who was who who got married to a Taiwanese guy, um, uh, just over uh, just over the internet or something like that. I don't know how they got to know each other, but basically came over and then suddenly just like appeared all of a sudden, and then she has like a like dilemma to face. Mm-hmm. So nice. Okay, and then the other ones are Stilt, Love Is Sin, and Together. And the Vancouver Taiwanese Film Festival runs um, from June fourteenth, uh, from June fourteenth until the sixteenth at the Van City Theater, um, and it's its seventh summer in a row, organized by the UBC Literature Etc. Club um, uh, from UBC um, at the, and it's sponsored by the Taipei Economic and Cultural Office. Um, thank you so much for, for coming by, Peggy. Thank you, Megan. Oh, you're welcome. Um, it's always great. And um, May was just Asian History Month as well, so Vancouver Asian Can- uh, Canadian Theatre. Um, and uh, this is a, a really cool event if you're looking to get a little bit, uh, to know a little bit both about home um, as other people see it and about your own home, Vancouver. Okay, um, we are going to take uh, a bit of a break, and when we come back, uh, we got Mikey Harker talking to Jesse Birch about uh, the Western Front show properties. Stay tuned. Movies are a great way to understand the culture and thought process of and the 7th Annual Taiwanese Film Festival is taking place at the Downtown Vancouver International Film Center from June 14th to 16th. It will be featuring some of the best Chinese films from the small island of Taiwan. Come and experience a different world and get to know more about the many groups of people live in the city. For more details, please visit twff.ca. 
Again, that is TWFF.ca. When I was a kid, I didn't have much, but I knew Father's Day was coming up. And I wanted to get my dad something that I could afford, but that would also show how much I cared. So what I did is I got him a t-shirt. It said, World's Greatest Dad, Semi-Finalist. Just for Laughs presents Anthony Jeselnik, star of Comedy Network's Jeselnik Offensive, at the Vogue Theater, Thursday, June 6th. Tickets on sale now at VogueTheater.com or call 604-569-11. Hi, and welcome back to the Arts Report. Um, we have uh, just spoke to Peggy for the Vancouver Taiwanese Film Festival, and um, we have tickets for Go Grand Riders and Happy Debbie, as well as two tickets to Anthony Jeselnik. Uh, tomorrow, feel free to pick up the phone, and you can call 604-822-2487. So, uh, Mike Harker, last week, um, went to the Western Front to talk to Jesse Birch about their current exhibition properties, which is running through June 16th. And June 16th happens also to be their open house. So if you're wandering around a car-free day, you can wander down to the Western Front and check out their um, very excellent open house. So um, I uh, wanted to introduce his work. Now, this is Mikey was not able to be with us today, but we have, uh, he has um, laid out a very interesting interview for you. Um, and he thought we would start the mood a little bit with a, a very intellectual, cultural touchstone discussion on properties. Small world, Dr. Jones. Too small for two of us. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. It belongs in a museum. So do you. Roll over the side. Properties. It's a very important subject. What is property and whose is it? Uh, so, uh, Western Front curator Jesse Birch um, brings together four Vancouver-based artists that explore the visible and invisible histories of objects and places. On Friday, Birch showed um, Mikey around the space at the Western Front and talked about the individual pieces. So, um, this exhibition is called Properties. Um, it uh, includes artworks by four artists who live in Vancouver. Um, Lyndall Hall, Devin Knowles, Erdem Tazdan, and Erica Stocking. Um, and all of the works engage with the material histories um, that are embedded in objects. So um, while a lot of artworks are material-based, these ones particularly point to a, a sort of a backstory or a particular history that is expressed within the, with the materials themselves. Each of the artists that Jesse chose addressed the idea of objects embedded with histories in different ways. For example, Erica Stocking disrupts the rarefied impersonality of furniture. She has three functional objects out of reappropriated materials from her own life. Great Gaddy speaks about an earlier conception of time as something less defined, says Birch. And Erdem Tasselden's You, You, You shows how people can be rendered objects and therefore containers of their own histories. So this is the 40th anniversary of the Western Front, and Devin Knoll's work, which deals with the gallery space itself, is particularly timely. Her piece, It's Only Forever, is a leaded stained glass beam supported by Theater Lighting Trust that extends beyond the width of the gallery to expose some of the original structure of the building. And the piece is pinned between a window that has been partially uncovered from behind the gallery walls and a vertical wooden beam knolls. Also, some similarities in terms of the histories of the materials is a piece by Devin Knowles, which spans across 
um, three meters in the air across the gallery. It's, it's, it's fairly hard. It's so incredible. It's very hard to explain in language, and I will try to. But uh, this, this gallery is a very, in a very old building, a 1920s building that used to be a Knights of Pythias Lodge Hall. Uh, they're like a Freemason's sort of fraternity. Um, and so it's a very old building. There are lots of kind of secrets within the architecture. But what's happening is there, there are two windows, but one of the windows is being covered up. And so what Devin Knowles did was she made a structure that looks like about the size of a wooden beam that would go across an old building, but she made it out of um, glass and a theater lighting truss. And so it opens up part of where the window that's hidden was and allows light into this structure, which is made of what's called leaded glass, which is a type of stained glass. Um, and you have this lighting truss, which is normally used to support lighting, but in this case it's used so it's very angular, um, almost like a modernist approach to stained glass, which is usually quite ornate. And the light sort of bounces through it, and then on the other side, so it, it's, it's actually almost looks like it's almost floating in space. Yeah. And the other side, it um, opens up a part of the wall. And behind the um, part of the wall where it's, it's sticking into, if you look very carefully, you can see a fur beam. Sure. So it exposes also a different part of the history of the building because the fur beam that you see actually goes from the basement to the very top of this um, three-story building. When this building was built, they used old-growth fur sure. to build the structures of the building. So it, th this uh, the space itself. Yeah, yeah. So it's a kind of a conversation between the object and the space. The glass that's used as well, which I haven't mentioned yet, is um, from earlier works. It's a leftover glass from earlier work she's done. So she'd been working with stained glass for a while. And she actually was in a show in 2008 here at the Western Front called Reskilling. And so some of the glass that she used in this piece was leftovers from the glass she used in that earlier piece that she also did in the same room, um, but also from other projects she's done in other places. So everything here is, is almost, other than the clear glass, all of the, the color stained glass is sort of recycled in a certain way. It also talks about the history of her practice. Right. So, and the last thing is we're going to, well, 16th is its last day. We're going to take this piece down and we're going to bury it in the basement. And so <laughs> sometime in the future, um, maybe someone will discover it and wonder what it is. It'll be kind of interesting because people will, you know, it's not the kind of thing you would expect in the history of a building like this, but this is a building that has a rich cultural history. So if you know a little bit about the history, you'll understand why it's there. And the place where we're burying it used to be where the Knights of Pythias, who used to inhabit this building, used to store coffins. They used to do funeral services. <laughs> and so we're curious as to see what we will dig up when yes. we're um, burying this thing. We're, make, we're, we're, we're entombing this artwork in the place where uh, bodies maybe were one. So <laughs> we can speculate on that, but yeah. it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. So Knowles actually had an idea of specifically working to expose the historical and structural details of the space, bringing to light some of the lineage. Uh, drawing from an essay Birch wrote in addendum to the show, um, Mikey asks about the implications that this beam might have for a future generation that might uncover it. when this beam, which has been buried, is maybe uncovered by unknowing archaeologists, yeah. uh, it will trigger for them a potential of remembering that which we never knew in the first place. So they may not have a connection with this. But that's hopefully the same thing that we encounter when we encounter the artworks in this space as well. One of the things that um, I think is really important, an important task, one of the many important tasks of um, people working with culture is to um, make visible the invisible histories. So, of course, um, you know, very particular histories are what are, are presented as the dominant histories in our culture or in any culture. And so I think one of the things that art and cultural practices can do is to show those histories which aren't generally regarded as, as being you know, important to, uh, to society on the whole, but are important. 
So the Western Front itself is home to its own collection of visible and invisible stories. And the last day of the exhibition on June 16th will be the open house from 12 to 5 for anyone who wants to go in and enjoy more about this space. So we are going to leave you uh, with this story, uh, a little bit of information about the 40th anniversary. Um, And please stay tuned for more, even more um, art of Vancouver um, when we talk to uh, Silvana and Kat presenters of art waste so stay tuned and thank you so much to mikey and jesse uh, for that story on the western front's properties through june 16th on june 16th the western front the whole institution will have a wonderful uh, institution that belongs to everybody and i really think everybody will it out so ABC Short Filmmakers, this for annual Vancouver Short Film Festival is now accepting entries until August 1st, so get those cameras rolling. Student recent grads and professional filmmakers can submit films and videos, and remember, the shorter the better. Last year, 29 short films were screened and offered $15,000 in prize with an award to BC filmmakers. For entering rules and submit online, please visit the Vancouver Short Film Festival at bsff.com. You are listening to the Terry Project Terry Project Podcast from CITR, CITR 101.9 FM, here at UBC, the University of British Columbia, in Vancouver. To find out more, even more, about the Terry Project, visit our website at terry.ubc.ca and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. My one big idea is priceless. What can be better than that? on the Arts Report, CITR 101.9. And right now you are listening to a little White Poppy from I Had a Dream, Wish and Wonder. That is track one. And we're going to be playing some of the artists that are playing at Music Waste. Also involved in a little something called Art Waste. And we have the organizers, the presenters, and the super babes involved with the show this year. They are organizing it and presenting within it. So, welcome to Sylvana and Kat. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Hi, thank you. Moving that mic, it always sounds so good. Um, Ladies, I I would love it if you would start just by, um, and we'll start with you, Sylvana, um, introducing yourselves, and uh, I'd like to know a little bit about your background. Now, I know, Sylvana, you um, have a, a photography and design background. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess my undergrad is in photography, um, which I did in Toronto and then Vancouver about eight years ago, and Shutter Gallery, which is kind of like my starting point here in Vancouver. I uh, volunteered there as assistant director for two years. It was a really great experience, and it kind of let me get to know um, the city's emerging artists, so that was dope. Excellent. And Gat, yourself? Um, as far as my practice, I'm mostly a photographer, but I kind of spend my most of my time facilitating other artists i i prefer art people there that created with to the new spot yeah the um, new spot is great i've been there a couple of times now yeah it's good it's nice and big and a lot of room for artists so i spend a lot of time doing that and helping out with the gallery and making sure everybody has space and stuff that's mm. yeah god in vancouver yeah. yeah it's you're like you're like number one important person um now 
I don't know how much people know about music waste and art waste and comedy waste as well. A lot of our favorites are going to be a part of that. Pump Trolley and The Hero Show and things we've covered before. So check that out on their website. Um, music waste is um, from the 6th to the 9th this weekend. And it's been growing and it's a, a, a submission-based set of shows that are but for artists, right? Yeah, I guess that was the idea this year, that we would um, open up the possibility to have multiple art shows um, running alongside the music shows, and also that we would do one large group show, kind of um, like a kickoff, like Mm -hmm. a a start. Great. Well, can you tell me, um, give me a little bit more information about um, what the start with the group show that's happening? So um, it's happening on the 6th. Um, Tell us a little bit about where and what what's happening there and 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 what kind of some of the themes that have come up with all the artists that submitted um well it's happening june 6th thursday at gallery gachet it will start at seven and it's going to go till 11. um basically sylvana and i both when we met to start organizing art waste we were kind of both a little bit displaced and we saw that that was a little bit of a common theme with vancouver artists but we were really stoked that everybody is still making art. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of artists and a lot of good art, and we kind of wanted to showcase that. So we kept it really open, the submission guideline. Uh, we wanted to crunch and how you make, how it makes you feel, if you're really happy that you're still making art. And just by making art and being a part of it, we're, we're, we thought that that was enough. You mm-hmm. know? So, um, yeah, in the group show, there's a lot of people we've never know, never heard of and students from SFU and... And what what have you, and also people we have heard of, and people we've seen, and we know that are fixtures. So yeah, that's 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 that. I guess it was also really important for us to represent all types of emerging artists, right down from people like Cat said, still in school, to more established artists. So. Um, you can kind of get a feel for what's going on in the art community. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of what we really wanted to show, right? Music waste is the music. We wanted to do the art. Mm-hmm. These are people. And there's a lot of crossover, too, because we um, we know a lot of musicians as well. So we asked some mus- musicians that maybe do a little bit of art but have never thought of that as something they can do. Um, some Some people, like... Colin Jones is in Hello Moon, and I know that he takes photos all the time, but I was kind of like, this is your opportunity, you know? You can be an artist, too. Yeah, and some of the music we're playing is in both Art Waste and Music Waste, so right now we're listening to White Poppy, and Crystal Dubal is going to be at Neptune on Saturday during the day, and then we're going to, in a little bit, we're going to listen to some Lie, and uh, Ashley Look is going to be uh, at the Remington on Saturday night, correct? Mm -hmm. So, have you guys... You know, that, that overlap kind of between music and art and that you kind of have these, like, artists like that. Um, what have been some of the surprises from the submissions? Because you were telling me that you really did want to look at the art first rather than the submitter, and yeah. which is excellent, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the surprises as you're going through the submission? One of the there was a lot of people who submitted that I hadn't heard of. I, I thought maybe I had met everybody in Vancouver, and then we put out a call, and suddenly there's a lot of great artists that m- maybe don't run in the same circle as mm-hmm. I do. And I think that was really nice to discover some people that are are dope. I mean, it's nice to kind of reach outside because you know mm-hmm. Vancouver sometimes has this reputation of being cliquey, and mm-hmm. you know I think it's pretty dismissive. Like, how hard is it to reach outside your group? It's really difficult, and. Um, so these kind of submission-based things really give you a chance to, to meet people. Because even places that you might think of to go for new people are still places that, like, are in your mind, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, what about you, Katayun? Um, I was surprised by the variety of work, you know. I, I guess also because of the shows I usually go to, I kind of see the same things all the time. But it was really nice to see um, people using mediums in a bit of a different way. There's, a, there's one submission I was really excited about about this girl that takes photos of the inside of cockroaches through a microscope. What? You know, and she's never, <laughs> she's not, her name is, uh, uh, what's her name? Oh my God. Taylor. Taylor Boisjoli. She's, uh, I've never seen her in any show before and I was really excited and it's one of the strongest pieces and I would have never, you know, been able to see that. 
that that sounds insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming just for that. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Um, now, uh, one of the things is that um, you guys are participating um, in in art waste as well. So let's get to know you a little bit better. Um, Kelly, you, um, you were you were talking a lot about how you are you know you kind of have this real facil- passion for like facilitating artists, but you are working with Silvana on um, kind of a, a collaboration. Can you tell me about that, you guys? Yeah, well, um, this for me, this project for me is one of the most kind of structured. It's kind of like an art game almost. Um, we each made a few arrangements. There is a photography show. We each made a few arrangements. Um, we chose the materials, and then one of us would make the arrangement, and the, the other person would use the same materials and arrange it in how they compulsively would. So um, that was really interesting for me because I, usually my my photographs are more of of an opportunistic kind of kind of way but it was it was a good practice you know I'm really excited about it I'm really excited how it turned out and I think our our personalities kind of show through in the photographs a lot so how how one of you arranged it yeah from the other yeah well I think that we're both super neurotic but (laughs) in our own different ways like I I mean I have to arrange everything in this this way that's it's I don't know. It's got to be pretty. Yeah, and 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 Kat is very uh, structured. I guess she has a, a little bit of OCD, so everything <laughs> kind of has to be neat. So it was kind of interesting, not only watching the way that both of us work, but seeing the photos side by side. Mm-hmm. I think they looked great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so what I think we'll do is we're going to take a little bit of a break. Um, uh, this is your chance if you're listening to get a hold of those. Uh, we still have some tickets for the film festival and for Anthony Jeselnik. We got one pair, so you can call us at 604-822-2487. Um, and we are going to come back with some lie. Um, you have heard in the background there, In the Window and Free by White Poppy. And we're going to come back with lie with their self-titled new album. So please, please stay tuned. Welcome back to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9. You, your ear holes just had the pleasure of Lie, um, the self-titled album that is on our playlist right now. And uh, that was Night. And this right now is Fossey. Which, um, it could be Foss, but I'm assuming it's pronounced Fossey and it's spelled Bob Fossey. I'm just going to assume that. <laughs> I think it really ties in with what we're talking about today. Um, and what are we talking about? We're talking about art waste. Music waste is starting this week, um, and it is expanding to look at different parts of the Vancouver um, underground, what's what's happening, what's bubbling up. And art waste started as a group show, and it is now a group show and a series. Um, the group show is on June 2nd. Um, June and Sylvana, you guys have um, a show uh, at the at Lucky's, right? 
Yeah, on Sunday, we're the only art show happening that day. Um, it's at Lucky's from 5 until 9. Starts the show off, and then, yeah, M Moon Balloon? Yeah. I think that's the working title. <laughs> nice. Well, it's fun to say, so yeah. it must be fun to watch. It rhymes. Yeah. yeah. That, you can't argue with that. That's a fact. It definitely rhymes. Um, okay. And we had, we talked a little bit about your guys' piece, which sounds great. Sounds um, I, I really do like the idea of seeing different people's processes. And, and I, I really like found object work and multimedia where, you know, it is your imagination, but you have these kind of restrictions. In this case, you're both working on the same types of, of materials um let's let's do a little let's do a little itemization of, of some of the artists you're particularly excited about throughout the week no offense to anyone who you don't mention <laughs> but we don't have time for everyone so maybe give us a couple of highlights throughout the week and okay. a little bit about the artist um first i want to say thank you to everybody that uh Valerie Gachet, you should check out alex hilburn and sydney j coke at positive negative um both of those girls are super great um and then I want to make a shout-out to Ashley Luke and Mel Padgett. They'll be at Remington on Friday. And then Saturday, I'd say you have to see Lindsay Hampton. She will be at Little Mountain, and her stuff is really cool. Former art director of Discorder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess I have to mention, um, that reminds me, is that the, the Music Waste and Art Waste guides are actually in the most recent Discorder, and they will be at all the venues, uh, as many as we can get them to. So if... You you didn't have an excuse not to read it before, but now you definitely don't have one. Um, so you can check out what all the shows are and where, um, as well as some really awesome about you, Kedayun. Do you have some picks? Some yeah, hot picks? I'm really excited about um, Double Happiness, which is Alex Sturzberg and Brendan Kelly. They're doing a show at 855 East Hastings, tentatively called The Rainbow Connection. Uh-huh. Um, it's going to kind of be a continuation of a show Savannah curated with them at Shutter. So, so is about... it going to be about the lovers, the dreamers, and me? <laughs> it's going to be about camping. <laughs> Same thing. Same sure. Thing. Um, and then this gallery is called Sunset Terrace, and that's going to be really good. I went and previewed that one. It's very nice. And then, of course, Kane Hopkins and Daniel Williams are doing a photography on the day, and um, the Woods show is going to be on the Friday. Awesome, and you, you again. You can check out check out that stuff in mm -hmm. Discorder. So, um, and it's free. Just get it around town. Um, now, I wanted. It's funny because you were talking about earlier, Katarina, about displacement, and we have the the film Taiwanese Film Festival. Their theme is home, and this is something that I think keeps coming back in Vancouver because of the unique cultural, social, physical kind of landscape. Um, is how do you guys is that something that you incorporate into your work like the locality of vancouver and kind of your connection with it i think you know subconsciously we have mm -hmm. to because i mean i'm looking at the list of artists that are showing just in the group show and probably six or seven of them in the last year have lost their space mm -hmm. and they're still making work or have found a new space so i feel like that adaptability kind of survivalist thing is is a common thread between vancouver artists that are practicing mm -hmm. And I think that, um, I mean, it's probably, it's the same for me, you know, in, in my work. But um, I really, I feel like it kind of, everybody was kind of getting very negative about everything. But we're trying to show the positive of, like, mm -hmm. everybody's still making art. And, and that, makes, that makes me warm inside. <laughs> I think displacement also has affected my work, maybe in a, in a different way. I, I moved to Vancouver, like I said, a couple of years ago without having actually come to the city. And when I got here, I felt personally very displaced. And it helped me really focus on my art. So I don't know if it's because I moved or I had all those weird situations around it, but being away from everything that made sense was so good for my work personally that I know like sometimes it's hard, but like the struggle is inspiring, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Now, do you, do you find that, um, you know, those kind of stereotypical challenges that are stereotypical to Vancouver. I mean, um, actually show art is one thing. Mm -hmm. um, are there any other challenges that you guys have, have come across um, personally that have actually added to your work? Or is or did you like, get around them somehow? Um, well, everything is expensive. Mm -hmm. So, and especially if, like being a photographer. So sometimes I don't take photos and I do other things, mm -hmm. you know. Or you just can't, yeah. And, and you know, making do with what you have and how much you can dole out. Do you find that 
are you the type of artist that um, thrives on that kind of restriction? Like, does that spark your creativity, or is it something yeah, that you sure. have to like overcome? Yeah, no, I, I definitely, it it's definitely sparks it because it's you know you always have that have at least the more I want to make something useful out of it or beautiful mm-hmm. out of it or, or what have you. I, I like have so many ideas about just mundane things bouncing around in my in my mm-hmm. head that that kind of idea of unlimited resources to make art is like. Mm-hmm. What? You know, it's almost scary yeah, in a it's, way. Yeah, it's definitely scary. What about you, Silvana? Um, I, I think that in, in getting to know the Vancouver scene, mm-hmm. um, it was a little bit challenging for me at first, but having to work so hard also helped me know what I believe in. And, and so, you know, as much as I complain, getting, you know, being social, getting around, seeing everybody, meeting everyone, it is really good for me to push myself, obviously, and get out and be part of it i guess <laughs> um well we're we're kind of coming to the end here um is there anything else that you guys want to add about art waste um as a as an event as a festival something that makes it different because there's been a real resurgence of festivals lately and they're actually going to cover that in the july august issue of Discorder. um you know we have tons of av- festivals advertising with us right now and, and and coming up and music waste is kind of coming in into its own and what what is what is the idea of an art festival, especially this one, to you? What's valuable about it? Well, the thing I like about this is because it has music waste there already. It's, from my experience, hard to get musicians to come to art shows, but it's easy to get artists to come to music or music shows. <laughs> so I feel like you know we're all being creative and doing the same type of thing, and I think this is a really great festival because it has such crossover. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And I think she'll think is that it's a maybe a little like lower brows we're hitting a different demographic of people that introduced to art and mm-hmm. excited about what they seem maybe some of the art festivals like swarm which is great mm-hmm. um maybe is a more um a, a broader or maybe a more specific like a uh, group of people that would be interested and i think that Art Waste has a, a great entry level into where you can go. It's got a bit of grime to it. It's got a bit of edge to it. It's like at music it's venues, you're, you know, you got a little DIY, you got some rock going on, you got rockers. Like, yeah. um, it it's a little more accessible, maybe. Yeah, exactly, for, like, all types of people, which might make it more exciting for everyone. And, girl, it is cheap. Like, <laughs> yeah. the like if you do not get a pass, you are throwing money away. It's, like, get 15 bucks, and yeah. that gets you into everything. That is ridiculous. You guys are ridiculous. Yeah. So cheap. I can, it's still gold. You can put your name on it. I feel very special. There's tons of passes left at Neptune, Audiopile, and Red Cat. Awesome. And I know they, Zulu was selling it. Do you know if they have more left? I or? think Zulu might have a few left, but okay, get them quick. Get them. Yeah, because every year people complain about mm-hmm. them selling. selling out. And even if there's passes left now, like what's going to happen is tomorrow during the day, there's going to be a run on them, mm-hmm. right? Because people are like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Music waste. Um, thank you, ladies, so much for coming and chilling out with me. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having us. Yay. Yeah, it was it was super fun. Um, so we have been listening to, uh, we had some White Poppy earlier. Um, we have listened to almost the entire eponymous album from Lie, which is Ashley Luke. And what we're also going to do um, is uh, play uh, a track from Zoo, which is also Ashley. And you can check out um, Ashley at the Remington Saturday the 10th and Crystal Duval of White Poppy at Neptune um, during the day on Saturday. Um, thank y'all for joining us on the Arts Report. We talked about Taiwanese Film Festival. We talked about Properties at the Western Front, which is doing its open house on the 16th. 40 years! Still looking so good! And uh, that is on East 6th, so you can check that out. It's the music waste and comedy waste coming up this week. And here we have Zoo Softcore on the Arts Report CITR 101.9. Peace!